Hello and welcome to another HLS podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me MD Tex. And as always, you can subscribe to us over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and of course, you can always find us over at our home at HerLoyalSons.com. Email the show over podcast at HerLoyalSons.com. Come join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel. You can reach us there, HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. And yes, folks, as uh, we've said before on previous podcasts, uh, Shane's still out. Hoping to have him back uh, around bowl season. Uh, definitely miss him here, but we still got lots of football going on. We have quite a big week it is conference championship weekend. That is that weird thing where people get 13th data points that apparently mean something to the playoff committee until it doesn't. Or if you're already out of the playoff, you can get your first potential participation trophy of the postseason. So that is going on this week. And as much as I'm joking around about conference membership and conference championships, it does give us a great week of college football. And this week is going to be one hell of a good one. And I will be picking and previewing the games with Eddie later in the show. Uh, but the only news, really, that we have to cover, because we will jump into the picks pretty quickly, going to be a shorter than usual episode, uh, because now we don't have another Dane game to preview. It's really weird to be here. We won't have one to preview until we get over and get our bowl game ready, and we'll find out who we're playing, and it becomes less projections of who it might be and more of who it will be. Uh, so we will find that out probably sometime around uh, Sunday afternoon is what it will likely be. So uh, keep an ear out for that. And of course, we will be here on the podcast to break it down. Got some plans for Sunday that should be fun. Uh, but before I go, some other plans because we are going to be one weekend away from Extra Life. And Extra Life, folks, if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to keep reminding you on the podcast as much as humanly possible, and you're going to see me talk quite a bit about it next month. Uh, but this is what I'm doing. I'm doing a 24-hour video gaming marathon. I'm going to be playing uh, uh, Final Fantasy. is one of my favorite games, or favorite series, rather. I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy 15 for at least 24 hours uh, and I'm doing this to help support the Children's Miracle Network, specifically the Children's Miracle Network Foundation over in Oklahoma City in honor of Avon. He is the son of some family friends of ours who lost his life to leukemia when he was only two years old a couple years back. So this will be the second year I've done it. I'm doing it in his honor uh, to help honor his memory, help raise some money for kids, you know, that have, you know, leukemia like Avon, other types of cancers, just horrible illnesses because no family is turned away at the Children's Miracle Network simply because they do not have the means to pay. So you will be helping me honor Avon's memory uh, by tuning in. You can tune in twitch.tv slash ndtex, and I will be starting my stream December 7th at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but donations are still open now. You can go herlolsons.com slash extra life to be able to get there. And you can also join team gaming for Avon. That uh, link I just said, the herlolsons.com slash extra life is actually a landing page for the team. So you can donate there uh, to my charity marathon, or you can create one of your own. And uh, by all means, feel free to let me know. Willing to help you out in any way that I can. Every little bit helps. So, folks, stay tuned. I'm very excited for it. It'll be a nice little break from the world of college football and get to help out some kids in the meantime. So I'm very excited about it. With that being said, let's get to the coaching news. And, man, I tell you what, I, I am glad, at least as of right now, Notre Dame's not involved in this craziness because, man, this carousel, it's going warp speed. And, and we'll start with Tennessee because they are by far – the most hilarious thing to look at right now when it comes to college football. I think I now know what every other college football fan felt like when they saw Notre Dame struggle and trying to figure out who they were going to hire as a head coach when we eventually landed on Charlie Weiss. Seems like everybody's saying no. They keep taking shots and missing. Uh, one of those shots was apparently Mike Gundy, and he decided uh, last night, actually, that he was going to stay in Stillwater and he was not going to take the Tennessee job. Uh, there's also rumors that Tennessee interviewed SMU's head coach, Chad Morris. 
There have also been rumors today that they centered in and, and really focused in on Purdue head coach Jeff Brom, uh, one of the Shane's targets all all season that he loved to watch Purdue football, loved Brom, so he was centered in on there. However, it seems like Brom will not be coming to Tennessee, at least according to reports that have come out right now. Uh, there was a brief period of time where it seemed like a deal with Brom was done. However, it seems like that will not be happening. And now, apparently, the coaching search may be centering on Dave Doran. And that name should sound familiar to you as a Notre Dame fan because that is who North Carolina State's head coach is and who complained a lot about apparently a missed offsides call, miss a complaint about the referees on top of that as well. Or rather, he said he wouldn't tell you what he really thought because the reporters wouldn't pay his fine for him. And he invited the reporters to do that in his place. So Tennessee right now still has no idea what they're doing. Uh, but I, I also want to give a special shout out to Lane Kiffin, who has apparently he, he's found a new I don't give a fuck life over at uh, FAU. Uh, because he made sure to tweet, it's, I, I saw it this morning, uh, The Rock, uh, or rather, actually, I saw it this afternoon, if I remember right, or I forget the timeline. Everything seems to blend together in this silly season right now. But regardless, he had a tweet out to where he showed uh, The Rock outside Tennessee uh, spray-painted uh, to bring Lane home. And he basically, in a tweet, said he was not interested and that they can go back to third-grade class. So... He's just having a ball of a time right now. Now, Texas A&M was one of the other job openings that we had talked about before. Still seems like Jimbo Fisher, and I am actually surprised about this, may actually be somewhat realistic of an option. Nobody's really denying it. The smoke seems to keep on building, and some of the biggest smoke is that Florida was actually looking at Willie Taggart, who is Oregon's current head coach, to see what they would need to do to get him over to Florida State. Oregon has fired back and actually given him an extension that is reported by Andy Staples, $20 million extension over five years to try to avoid losing Taggart to Florida state. So we'll see what happens there. At least uh, from what I've read thus far, he hasn't yet accepted the deal. So if he does, that could kind of leave Florida state out in the cold. Should Jimbo hop over, or maybe that means that Jimbo actually won't be going anywhere. So we'll, we'll see what, what happened there? Uh, and one of the other lynch, well, really not linchpin in this whole situation. Um, Mississippi State had a vacancy to fill, and they took Penn State's offensive coordinator, Joe Moorhead. He has now been hired. Uh, so I honestly couldn't tell you. I mean, he, he's led a pretty decent offense. Shaquan Barkley, uh, Shay McSorley, and the, the deep balls. I mean, it, it was fun to watch. So. Uh, I mean, this doesn't seem like a bad hire at all for Mississippi State, but we'll see if he has the same success as Dan Mullen did. And really, I mean, those are the, the major updates within the coaching carousel. Uh, Oregon State did hire a head coach as well, just kind of as a minor note, and that is Washington offensive coordinator Jordan Smith. Uh, he has taken the deal. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. There is one more bit of news. Now, it's reported at this point. Nothing uh, seems to be set in stone, but apparently Arizona State has made a hire. It's not going to be Kevin Sumlin. It's going to be Herm Edwards. Yes, the former NFL coach, uh, former very mediocre NFL coach, is apparently dusting everything off and going to go coach college. And even weirder, the reports state that Herm Edwards is trying to retain the rest of the staff. I really don't understand what Arizona State is doing here. You fire your most successful coach in the past 25 years to get Herm? I mean, he's he's not. That's so weird. He, he wasn't even a great NFL coach. Seems like a, a really good way to help tank your program. But, hey, uh, we already mentioned before in the last episode, Arizona State's AD seems just a wee bit unhinged uh, at this point. But, Hey, that's what we're looking at right now, and I only expect this to get sillier, especially in regards to Tennessee, and I, I tell you what, we're, we're going to find out soon enough what's going to happen with Jimbo and Texas A&M because it has been reported and that the Texas A&M Regents will meet on Thursday, so if you're hearing this podcast and you're a loyal listener, loyal subscriber, they're going to be meeting today, and part of what is on the agenda is 
is to discuss the head coaching position and where the compensation will be there. So we will find out in a hurry if Jimbo is actually going to be coming over. And I tell you what, it would be rather hilarious if it comes out right before they're trying to play for bowl eligibility in a Hail Mary effort this Saturday. But hey, we're, we're talking a little bit about games now this Saturday. So with that said, let me go ahead and bring in Eddie. And folks, as always for the picks, I got my buddy ND Eddie Mack. Eddie, how you doing after a very rough weekend for our Irish? Oh, I'm sorry. This is Mr. Monet. My client, Mr. McCarthy, <laughs> is currently talking with the Tennessee AD about potential employment. But if you would like to renegotiate his contract on your your little podcast, I'd be more than willing to talk to you. Well, I tell you what, with the way that's been going for Tennessee, that means uh, Mr. Eddie is going to get a doubling of salary or something crazy like that. <laughs> Hell, I'll do it for four million a year. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. What a dumpster fire. Well, well at this rate, they might be relying on you. <laughs> it's not going hey, well for them. <laughs> it's not going well for them, but it could be worse. You could be Arizona State getting ready to hire Herm Edwards. Sorry, ass. I, I still can't believe that. I, I'm wondering if at the end of this podcast – it just falls through some way, shape, or form. But, man, it makes me at least somewhat happy. As I said on the last podcast, if BK was fired, it wouldn't break my heart. But, man, I do not want to be in the middle of this. What What in the hell is going on with college football right now? This is insanity. Look, Brian, Brian Kelly is not going to get fired. If he were to end up at, I don't know, a school with a name of some Native Americans, I'd <laughs> I wouldn't be brokenhearted, but in the immortal words of the movie Top Gun, I want some butts. <laughs> hey, and I and there is only one person that needs to be on the chopping block. It's the person who's only professional coaching experience before getting to one of the greatest universities in all the land was babysitting Philip Rivers' fucking children. Get the hell out, Tommy Reese. I was I was about to ask, what about Reese? I didn't even oh, need to tee it up. <laughs> I want blood. I don't blame you. So we'll see what happens. I have a feeling nothing will, but hey, it'll just be maybe maybe Tommy will will show you that he he still got it in him. He still got it in him to pull this back still, out. <laughs> still got what in him? He's never had anything in him. <laughs> Except for maybe running away from some goddamn excise cops. <laughs> but we don't need to be angry. No, no. no. Nothing else matters in this season for Notre Dame. We'll go see our friendly Twitter bowls in Orlando and play a game at 11 a.m. that no one really gives a shit about. <laughs> But let's talk about games that matter, shall we? Yeah, we will. And, and before we get to that, which is which is nice, it's almost like a weight's off our shoulders. We don't have to worry about Notre Dame. Uh, but I will will say in this second segment, I mean, Eddie, you are right there, tied at the top, twenty seven and twenty four with Chai Domer. Sifari, uh, I, I I would like I would like you to properly state that as Chai Domer is tied with me. Oh, oh, okay. Well. Thanks. Thank in this you, in this listing here that I'm looking at, uh, Chai Domer is uh, on top of you. All I see, all I see is a number one <laughs> next to my name. <laughs> well, it's weird. I I don't see a number one next to your name, sir. Well, it's not like I'm very far behind. I'm right there with segment one winner Cfari eighty four. Uh, we're just three games behind here, and and things can change as we've seen. So we got this week, and and based on what I've looked at, it looks like they'll throw Army Navy. In us as well, and and on the season, I'm five games below 500 at 50 and 55. You, sir, are having one nice season at 56 and 49. Uh, Coming but, for you, Seafari. Yeah, just four games behind Seafari at 60 and 45, so four games back. And, man, I, I, I tell you, as, as far as last week itself went, uh, six and seven for me and you went seven and six. So I didn't help myself out at all. You pulled away just a little bit more, uh, John Fitter, uh, taking the week at nine and four. Uh, so for, I mean, for 13 games going nine and four. Damn son. That's, that's impressive. That was very impressive. I, I feel like we deserve a few props. Uh, we, we were all over pit. Oh yeah. Told you. Uh, we tried to tell you Friday night was or Friday morning. Basically was going to be trouble for Miami. Yeah, I uh, I felt very good about the old misplay. I 
I didn't feel great about it, but nothing surprised me about the Stanford pick. <laughs> hey, well, and also, uh, what was the other one? Uh, we we had Auburn as well. That was another one that we, we said we look were out both for. on Auburn. Uh, Michigan with the one point cover, brutal. <laughs> Baylor with the one point cover because they opened the game with a safety, brutal. <laughs> you know, we we could it could have been much worse for us, but it should have been much better. It should have been much better, but hey, we we still got some more picks. We got bowl season just around the corner, uh, but it's time for some conference championships to be decided. And with that said, Wait, Eddie, what's that? Well, that's that's what all these other teams do to try to make themselves feel a little bit better. You see, when we get kicked in the nuts, we just got to sit there and take it. These guys still have some hope for a participation trophy, so that's what we're playing for in some of these games. Some people Nerds. still playing. Yeah, some people still playing for a playoff spot. Some people will probably play themselves out of a playoff spot. <coughs> Looking at you, Big Twelve. Anyway, we'll get to that later. But Eddie, are you ready to do this? Let's go, baby. All right, well, first up in this one, we got a Friday night special here. A little a little Pac-12. Uh, I mean, is it really after dark if it starts in prime time? Is that a thing? Depends on how long the game goes. <laughs> well, uh, if it's anything, well, I mean, considering Stanford's playing, I have a feeling it won't go too long. Uh, but we got a little rematch here. You'll hear this as a common theme, something else that happens with these conference championships on occasion. So Stanford at nine and three facing Southern Cal at 10 and two and Southern Cal favored by three and a half points in this little Friday night special. Eddie, who do you have? Well, you know, I love me some trends. It is true that USC won the first matchup in this series way back on September 8th. However, USC against the number and eight on the year but here's a fun fact you know who has won the pac-12 championship literally every time it's been played uh has it actually been stanford well no it hasn't been stanford <laughs> but it is it has been the pac-12 north representative well okay so i was at least knocking around here i thought you were going to say one of these two teams i was like did i did i forget something here but no that would that would be very impressive but this year your pac-12 north rep Stanford and Stanford's a dog so I'm certainly going to take points and you know I love the transitive property Stanford beat our ass <laughs> we beat USC's ass so therefore ergo redundant Stanford by curb stomp that's just math you can't argue with math I'm going to argue with math uh, I'm taking Southern Cal on this one because, Eddie, I don't know if you remember. You remember giving me shit about being noted Southern Cal enthusiast, Southern Cal super fan. What did I do preseason? No, you picked Southern Cal as the Pac-12 champion because you are a sleeper cell, <laughs> Trojan, peace sign waving, one song knowing ass looking motherfucker. Trojan fan. I don't know about all that, but I feel like I shouldn't back down from my prediction now. So go ahead and give me the Trojans here. I mean, really, we're rooting for a meteor. Let's be honest. Can, can I, what I, what I heard is you doubling down on Southern Cal fandom. <laughs> well, what, what you heard me is saying I called this shit preseason. That's what <laughs> that's what you heard, sir. <laughs> uh, all I heard is. Da, 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 da. My name's Ryan. I love. That's what I heard. I, I don't know. That's not what I heard at all. But you know, my main hope in this game. Ooh, this is exciting! I hope everyone dies. I really don't want any of these either of these teams to win, but I will still watch it. It's still college football, and I can find misery in anything. So why not? All right, we're gonna we're gonna go out a little out of order as things are probably appearing on your list if you're appearing on mine, because before we get into the Saturday Conference Championship games, we're going to talk about one Saturday game that, I mean, uh, really... It's are from, we talking about the most important game of the weekend? It's got to be, because th there is some huge history on the line here, and that is Florida, Streets bowl, Florida State's bowl streak. So Florida State rescheduling their game against 4-7 and seven, Louisiana Monroe. Florida State's going to be hosting them at home. And the hurricane wiped them out. 
But despite that, Vegas, even though Florida State's been so bad this season, saying they are a 27 and a half point favorite against Louisiana Monroe. Now, man, I tell you what, that's that's a lot of points for for a defense that hadn't been, you know, or a team really that hadn't exactly put too many on the majority of their opponents. I mean, they haven't looked so great. They actually put a handful up against Florida. Other than that, they've only put points up against Delaware State. Now, what I know about Louisiana Monroe is nothing. I, I really, really got nothing here. I mean, they played Auburn. I kind of halfway watched that game. They gave them a, a little bit of a battle of a half. But I'm feeling chaos here in some way, shape, or form. I think Florida State's going to extend the bowl streak, although I think the football gods would laugh at them quite hard and if Florida State was somehow to lose this one. But you're Louisiana Monroe. You're 4-7. and seven. I mean... Do you need more motivation? You got called up in December to, to come take your beating so Florida State can get in a bowl? Now, I don't know if Monroe's going to pull this off, but i tell you what they're going to do. That's They're going to cover. That's way too many points for the Seminoles. Give me Louisiana Monroe. Eddie, who do you have? Florida State, like the dirty Johns that they are, calling up what they think are weak prey that they hope they can just leave the money on the nightstand. But we're not looking at wins and losses. Sure, Louisiana Monroe, four and seven on the year. It's not impressive. We don't have to mention Florida State's record. We all know how bad that is. Shout out Jack Jordanson. <laughs> what we're talking about here is spreads. Do you know what Louisiana Monroe has done against the spread this year? I have no idea, but I feel like I'm about to be educated. Six and five? That's a winning record. Ooh, look at that. They're bowl eligible. For, put them in the Vegas Bowl. <laughs> you know you know what Florida State is against that number? Uh, if they've covered more than two spreads, I would be shocked. They literally covered their first spread last weekend. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. You, you throw in that. You throw in the fact that Florida State's a bad team, and I don't think they can cover four touchdowns against their own practice squad. You throw in the fact that they're all looking at the fact that Jimbo's flirting with every other team around. A&M's come calling. Them sheeps and that oil money sounding real good to Jimbo right now, apparently. Which I still can't believe, by the way. That's weird. I I have a very hard time believing that he would leave Florida State for A&M. But there are folks I've talked to that think that that's a very real possibility, and that story just hasn't died yet. Either way, 28, that's too many. Florida State just doesn't have it in them. And you got, you know, sure, I, I bet they know that this streak is important, but you really think these kids give a shit about going to a bowl that's going to take them at 6 and or what are they? Yeah, they'd be six. They'd be and six. six and six. They would just barely be making it with one of those six wins against Delaware State, which I find hilarious. Yeah. So I, there's, I mean, yeah, sure. There's motivation to get two hundred bucks worth of free shit out of some sponsor, but it's not enough to cover four touchdowns. No. I will easily take ULM, and you know what? Just for kicks because I bet it's going to be real juicy. going to sprinkle a little on that money line. <laughs> All right, there we go. Getting spicy early on a Saturday. Also, we should note, noon kick. It's a noon kick, folks. Rescheduled. That's a beautiful thing. Rescheduled noon kick. Oh, man. Uh, that's This got some potential for hilarity. All right, let's get back to those, those weird conference championship things. We'll start with the American USA, y'all. UCF, the Golden Knights, after their thriller against South Florida and having to score a touchdown on a kickoff return to make sure they could put some distance between them, come in and take on 10-1 and Memphis. UCF is favored in this one by 7.5 points. That lovely hook, Eddie. How you feeling about this? Holy shit, what a game UCF-USF was. I, I mean, we just we need to give that a little bit of credit. It was beautiful. What a game. Oh, my God. I think I retweeted myself saying too much time six times in the last four (laughs) minutes of that game. Just incredible. UCF remains very good. Memphis, though. Memphis likes putting up points. 
the last three last four weeks 70 66 41 56 all Memphis does is score I'm not saying they're gonna win but because of the bullshit hook I've and and we've seen UCF give up dumb touchdowns late and not know when they might just want to take a knee and go home. I can see a cover here. This is going to be a fun one. This is going to be one of the more fun games of the weekend, in my opinion. I'm going to take Memphis to cover. UCF to win, but I'm going to take Memphis to cover. Because all we care about is covers on this show. <laughs> Indeed, and, and that hook really, really had me thinking Memphis for this one. But the thing is, this is all but Scott's Frost last game with UCF. I, I'm not sure he's hanging around for a New Year's Six Bowl game at all. I think this is going to be a little bit of a last hurrah. I think his players are going to want to play for him. They're going to gonna finish this thing out on a high note. And one thing I also remember, while Memphis can put up points, they definitely don't have that much of a defense. UCF, I, I think South Florida brought everything and then some of the kitchen sink and, and then some to come right back at them because beyond that they put distance between everybody else save for your ponies eddie that is the only other team that's given them any trouble thus far this season so even though the hook scares me even though i think this will very much end up being a shootout as well i'm gonna go ahead and lean on ucf winning this one by two possessions so go ahead and give me the golden knights and i'm terrified of that pick I, I i find that very interesting that you bring up Scott Frost's possible last game. I actually, in my mental checklist, had that as a big pro for Memphis because I think the UCF guys are like, well, shit, this guy's gone. He doesn't care. He's going back to Nebraska. He's getting paid. Good on him, but whatever. But the only reason I didn't use that as a vocal pro is I think we're going to get into the braggadocio of fuck y'all we didn't lose a game exactly. we're gonna win this we're gonna stay undefeated and once again hit that dj khaled <laughs> come get some we want next they want to be holding the money in the bank case and saying ain't nobody beat us let's go yeah exactly and if they want to and i highly doubt there's even a possibility but to try to make some kind of last second claim and and try to give the playoff committee a little bit of a headache Go the, blow out. They got to blow them out. That is literally your only path here because Memphis is a good football team. They're actually connected to a couple power five teams and stats. So you got to go all out. You don't have a choice and go big or go home. So this is it here. So, yeah, I don't feel good about the pick, but UCF, I just think, has more reason to cover this than, than I feel Memphis will be able to keep up with. That's just just what I feel in on this one. Uh, Very fair. Very fair. Yeah. I don't feel good either. <laughs> it's going to be fun. That is the one thing I, I will feel, that this will be a fun game to watch, regardless of what's going to happen. All right, let's move on to uh, another rematch in this list. This time this is in the Big 12, because when you have a round-robin schedule, you should totally have a championship game. So TCU basically playing in somewhat close to a home game here in Arlington. Oklahoma is going to travel well to this one as well. That's not a very far drive for them. But 10-2 and two versus 11-1, and one, and Oklahoma has all but got that playoff wrapped up all they got to do is win this game and all they have to do is cover it by seven and a half points as well in this little pick em. but i tell you what if there has been one rule this season is that somewhere there's going to be chaos i'm looking to square i've said it ever since this whole thing started i'm actually going back on a pick because I, if i remember correctly i did pick oklahoma to win the big 12 but i tell you what i think tcu is going to cover this i would not be surprised if they won I don't think you can give the Frogs two shots at a team and come out unscathed, especially when they're not going to have to travel very far from home. So go ahead and give me the Horn Frogs covering this one as a dog. Eddie, who do you have? I've got the Sooners. Oklahoma beat them by 18 the first time. And we, we often say it's hard to beat a team twice, but Oklahoma has only gotten better as the season's progressed. We saw a touching tribute from the fellow senior captains to their fallen <laughs> brother baker mayfield who i would i would just like to current just right now appreciate and honor the discipline and 
and the restraint that Oklahoma showed doubling the expected suspension that we thought we would get for Baker Mayfield, <laughs> sitting him out for two entire plays. Fuck. Uh, Bob Stoops no, would be it... so proud. <laughs> Bob Stoops would say, hey, it's not like he threw some bitch down some stairs. He's fine. Let him play. And Barry Switzer is, what the hell happened to this program? <laughs> Barry, back... Switzer's, Barry Switzer's saying, who the hell is Baker Mayfield at Hobbs' 17th? Like, banquet give, of the night give that kid a beer and let him grab his crotch all he wants <laughs> exactly uh at the end of the day i think oklahoma is playing the best football in the country right now i really do i think they're the team to beat and i don't think tc is the team to do it uh gary patterson just signed himself a nice contract extension i'm very proud of tcu for locking him up he's not going to go anywhere but I just don't think they got the horses to ride with the Sooners in this one. I'll take OU even with that bullshit hook. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to come into play. I got OU by 14. All righty. Well, there you go. All right. You ready for another rem- rematch, Eddie? <laughs> well, let's find out. All right. We got Georgia and Auburn in the SEC title here. Georgia at 11 and 1, Auburn at 10 and 2, yet Auburn in the driver's seat for a playoff spot because why the fuck not this season? Hey, they beat two number ones, and one of them is a former one that they're about to play. So Georgia going to look for some revenge, but they are a dog by two and a half points. Eddie, who do you have in this one? Auburn. You know, if as I just said, I think OU's playing the best football in the country right now. Auburn might be just behind. You know, OU's looking better, but Auburn, man, I mean, they just beat the piss out of Georgia the first time around. I expect this game to be a whole hell of a lot closer, but you look at what Auburn did to Georgia, and you look at what Auburn did last week to Alabama, I know Georgia's running game is very strong, but Auburn's run defense last week was phenomenal. And I don't know if Georgia's defense is going to be able to keep up with the multitude of options that Auburn gives you. Obviously, Georgia shut us the fuck down. But as it was made very clear, we had one option at that time. Auburn, you know, Jared Stidham playing just fantastic football this year, especially coming on late. I think Auburn's going to be a real tough out. It's a shame for Georgia. They had a hell of a year. And don't get me wrong, their running game is phenomenal. I mean, those two backs, Chubb and Michelle, just amazing. But I think your plain Tiger Eagle mans are going to take this one. Well, Eddie, this is going to be a really good week for one of us. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. You're turning against your own sister? I, I am, because if there's one thing... I, I agree with everything you've said, especially on the defensive side of the ball for Auburn. What scares me in this one is that Auburn has had to now show all their cards, <laughs> one to Georgia. Now, Georgia also had some self-inflicted wounds there, but they definitely threw everything out there against Bama as well. And carry on Johnson. I, I don't know if you saw him go off the field injured. Yeah, I- that is, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I'm thinking he's going to – I haven't read anything saying he's out. He'll play, but I, I tell you we what. don't know if he's at 100. You, you remember cheering for a team that hasn't just looked right and you just wonder what kind of lingering injuries there? Holy crap, am I afraid of that for on Johnson? This this is nothing against my sister. I'm going to be pulling for, like hell for Auburn. I want to see it because I, I was telling – you know, my sister's like, I really don't think the committee will put you in with two losses. They, they proved me wrong, at least thus far, so they conceal it. I like to see it. That'd be a hell of a lot of fun in the Tex household. But you're playing them twice. It's basically a de facto home game for Georgia. Auburn, Auburn's not far away. They'll definitely come out for this one. But, man, with, with Georgia's running game and the other – with carry-on being banged up, and also, if there's one thing I – also know from watching a lot of Auburn football is that if there's one thing that will go wrong for them, the first thing that will betray them is their quarterback play. And I am worried to death that this has let down game written all over for Stidham because he has been, not recently, but he has been kind of wildly inconsistent all year long. 
So I'm terrified of this. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm taking Georgia in this one. And I'm not just taking them to cover. I'm taking them outright as well. I, I think they're going to break my family's heart in this one. I, I hate to say. Loves USC, hates his own sister. We're learning a <laughs> lot about Rob tonight, kids. Oh, you motherfucker. Well, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm not doing a whole lot to, to prove otherwise, but let, let's move on now that you've made me feel like an awful fucking human being. Thanks. Appreciate it, Eddie. Great hey, friends I I'm have. Here. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> Great friends I have. All right, let's move into the primetime action here. We'll start in that little conference up west known as the Big Ten. Ohio State at 10-2. They're they're not really quite in the playoff conversation. Maybe, kind of. If they beat Wisconsin, they could get in. We'll see. But Wisconsin, your only undefeated Power 5 team left. And they're a dog by 6.5 points. I tell you what, I really want to take Ohio State in this one. But there's two things I can't get over. One is that Iowa somehow scored 55 points on this team. And yes, they've been murdery ever since, but they had a little bit of a letdown against Michigan. And Michigan's got a solid defense. Wisconsin's better on defense. Now, what I don't think in this game, I don't think Wisconsin really has the horses to keep up with Ohio State's offense, but I think their defense is going to make this one ugly enough. I think Wisconsin can control the ball just enough to at least cover this one. I see this game being a somewhere between a, a three to six point victory for Ohio State kind of in most case scenarios, best case scenario for Wisconsin, worst case for Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin ends up winning this damn thing, and they end up the only Power 5 team undefeated after a cupcake schedule. So I'm taking the Badgers in this one. Give me Bucky. What about you? I just, you're giving me almost a touchdown with an undefeated team. How do you not take those points? I know, right? You're about to not, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm taking them. All right. Especially because here's the thing. People are saying, I I guess the, the logic is, is that right now if Ohio State wins and somebody that shouldn't loses, like let's say Oklahoma loses, then Alabama is going to sneak in. Or you might still get a if ohio state wins you get to a number four conversation about should it be ohio state or alabama and i understand the argument that alabama doesn't have great wins but here's the thing ohio state's great wins are penn state and michigan state you know, you got blown out by OU, a very good team. Mm -hmm. But what it really comes down to, you got your ass whipped by Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 55 I fucking points. Iowa beat your ass by 31. Not to mention everything that's gone on this week with one Gregory Schiano. Oh, <laughs> I think he might be distracted. <laughs> I think there could be some distractions in the Ohio State locker room. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take whiskey outright. Oh, wow. Uh, you look at JT Barrett, you have no idea what you're getting week to week. I have almost every week that we've talked about them talk shit about Wisconsin because they've played nobody. But you know what they've done? They beat everybody. And at some point, you got to respect that. And as a man that loves trends, Ohio State 5-7 and seven against the number. Whiskey, 8-4. and four. And damn if I don't love whiskey, so give me them Badgers, <laughs> baby. Yeah, and something else I forgot to mention, and I had a mental note. There's a common opponent here, and, and that is Michigan. Ohio State, as we just said, failed to cover against Michigan. Only beat them by 11. Wisconsin, on the, the other hand, beat them by 14. Only scored 10 points against that against Wisconsin. On the other hand, Ohio State coughed up 20. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I, I this this has the feeling of something weird's gonna happen, and it's not like Wisconsin hasn't made a big statement in the Big Ten championship game before to help vaunt themselves into the playoff. So there's a little bit of history there. Just saying. 
All right. Plus, do you think Ohio State really wants to walk into another playoff match and match up with Clemson? <laughs> no. Oh, but hey, maybe Clemson isn't a guarantee. So, oh, so that's what we call a segue, children. Yes, because there was learn one, from the masters, baby. There is one final game, and that is Miami coming in ten and one, taking on eleven and one Clemson, and Clemson favored by nine and a half points. Eddie, who do you if I they're they're your new number one team in the nation, y'all. <laughs> yeah, no, Ohio State will definitely be playing Clemson if they get in. Yeah, so that being said, man, that's a lot of points for Clemson. And, and here, here's one thing, and, and I've said it, and I really – this is, folks, when I wish I could do this thing a little bit more full-time because I really want to do a day-night split, and that's just not a thing you do for college football. But every single time there's been a night game – Miami comes ready to party, y'all. <laughs> and you're going to give me nearly 10 points on a team that has played lights out in primetime? Yeah, that is about all I need. There's going to be some turnover chain shenanigans in this one. Clemson's a very, very, very good team. They have an incredible defense. They're going to give Miami fits. But I have been super suspect of that Clemson offense all season long. And I sure as hell am not going to start trusting them against a defense that just seems to be able to grab a ball at will sometimes. And not to mention, Miami coming off of that pit loss, they're going to be ready to show that was a fluke because they're going to have a lot, and I mean a lot, of desire to put some beat down on Clemson in this one to bring the U back. So this makes me sad. I can't believe I'm doing this. Man, I'm picking a lot of teams I hate here. But go ahead and give me the Hurricanes. Eddie, who do you have? Hey, Ryan. Yes? Where did all those night games happen? They happened in Miami. Yeah. Is this game being played in Miami? No. <laughs> no. It's not. Uh, everything Miami's done good has been at home. At night. Miami's looked very bad on the road. And they've looked very bad at home during the day. Not to mention the fact that this week they lost their number two receiver today. Done for the year. Meniscus, I think. So they're down their number one rusher and their number two and three receivers. They have looked good precisely once this year. And they're playing the defending national champions who have shown that they're here to play. They had, they also had a terrible loss to Syracuse. But a Syracuse team that's shown some fight, shown their ability to score points. Miami just lost to a fucking terrible Pittsburgh team that was on their third-string quarterback. I know Miami beat the shit out of us. In every single facet, they were the better team. Better coached. Better on offense, better on defense. Sure as shit, better on special teams. But they ain't playing us. They're playing the champs. And what's funny is Miami currently has the linear college football title. So for each team, if you want to be the man, woo, <laughs> you got to beat the man. And Clemson, like I said, might be the best team in the country right now. It's it's them or OU. I'm not sure which. But it sure as shit ain't Miami. I got Clemson big here. All right. Well, there you have it. We disagree on pretty much everything but Florida State finding themselves getting covered <laughs> on. <laughs> which, which means bet your fucking mortgage on Florida State, right? And, and Wisconsin. Other than that, we completely disagree. So it... it the end of the season, it, it's going to end spectacularly for one of us. <laughs> God, I can't. Did we have we surely we had a bet going into the season, right? I can't even remember. No, this time I don't believe we did. I have to go oh, back and find that's the audio. Disappointing. I don't think we did because I think I may have finally learned my lesson. <laughs> I thought we I thought we might have done it offline, but I can't remember. All right, we'll, we'll have to go look at the record books somewhere. We'll, if, if it's there, we will find it. I know we will find it. <laughs> True. All right, well, there you go. Those are your championship week picks. Bowl season's around the corner. We'll be back next week to talk a little Army-Navy, 
And we're going to go over some of those predictions from the preseason that we referenced. But Eddie, until that time, go ahead and lead us on out, sir. Well, nine and three. I mean, it's not four and eight. I don't really like the way the discourse has gone that, oh, you've shown so much improvement. It's so much better after a four and eight season. Like we were expecting four and eight was okay because it wasn't. But hey, at least we didn't do it again, which I was thinking five wins was more likely than nine. So hey, I guess that's a silver lining. We'll see. But Notre Dame is not the issue right now. We focus too much on that. This is, and I I can't remember if it was Stuart Mandel or McMurphy, somebody pointed out the fact that this is, by the numbers, the best championship weekend in the history of the AP. Four top 10 matchups. And the AP's been going for like 80 years. I mean, it's been going since back when Notre Dame was good at football. That's how far back this goes. An incredible slate of games. Should be a lot of fun. And if you're down in the dumps about Notre Dame, I get it. I am too. But it could be worse. You could be hiring Herm Edwards as your coach. It's not even just an NFL retread. He was shitty as an NFL coach. You could you could be Tennessee trying to hire a guy who might have been involved with a terrible child sexual abuse campaign. And even if he wasn't, he's still a shitty coach. So, you know, we don't have that going for us. And basketball's going good. Won that Maui. Let's beat Sparty again tomorrow. But we'll get to basketball in due time. For right now, enjoy this weekend. It's a cornucopia of football. Should be a lot of fun. And as always, go Irish and hail Gambler. And as always, I want to thank Eddie for coming on the show, doing some picks. And it's it's weird. We only got one more week of a, a quote-unquote regular season before we get into the bowl postseason. Uh, so that means some Amazon gift cards are about to start coming out once again. Uh, one for the second half of the season and one for the season as a whole. And then we'll have one for bowl season. And we will also have a prize at the very end for the whole enchilada. So still time to get in. If you haven't done it yet, go over to herlittlesons.com slash pick them. Hey, get ready for bowl season at the very least. Come jo- come join with us. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and folks, I mean, as far as personal updates, uh, now that Thanksgiving is coming gone, I started to get the Christmas decorations out. This is when uh, I don't – I'm really – if there's one get-off-my-lawn thing I, I'm all about is that I really don't want to start thinking Christmas, don't want to start decorating Christmas – until the Thanksgiving holiday has come and gone. Now, this year being in a new house means we had to get new decorations, which doing that kind of shopping during Thanksgiving weekend was stressing me out to no end. I'm not a big fan of shopping in general. Uh, I'm one of those people that likes to do as much shopping uh, via keyboard and mouse as much as humanly possible. Uh, shopping in my jammies is quite great. Um, I, I It's not that I, I don't like seeing people. I just don't like the, the crowds in general out there. I hate waiting in the lines. It's just not a whole lot of fun for me. Wife enjoys it. So we went out, did that, got some Christmas decorations. I kind of inherited an older Christmas tree uh, from my parents. I thought it was an eight-foot tree. It ended up being a 10-foot. And it was a it was supposed to be a pre-lit tree to where my dad said, oh, about 70% of those lights were working. Well, I fired it up, and his 70% estimate was pretty generous because I don't think he realized how many strands of lights were on that damn thing. So I am currently in the process, or rather, we, we got one thing complete. We stripped all the lights off of it, but I'm now in the process of restringing a 10-foot fucking tree to make sure it's quote-unquote pre-lit for next year. I tell you what, I'm really glad I'm not going to have to do that with two kids running around. I just have one, and I swear, there's something about toddlers to where they will find the most dangerous tool that you have out possible and grab it, and he is he has come running around with scissors more than once already. And, man, I am swear I'm going to have a heart attack. It, it's going to be the kid that does it to me and not Notre Dame football. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's what's been going on in my neck of the woods uh, beyond getting prepped for extra life. And, and folks, I, I know I'm beating you over the head with it. I'm really excited. I want to see this thing j- just do fantastic. 
Start pre- spreading the word. HerLittleSons.com slash Extra Life. Again, the stream will be going on. I will be starting Friday evening, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Twitch.tv slash NDText is where you can watch along live. Uh, we'll be doing raffle giveaways. I will be announcing the prizes a little bit later this week. Uh, but the donations will affect what happens in game, including making my life difficult during the game. So add a little bit of extra layer of hilarity. I'm also going to have some guests coming on. In fact, I am doing my first of several interviews uh, that I'm going to have pre-recorded in the can. Uh, we may have a couple live ones as, as well. Uh, but I'm starting that tomorrow evening, so Thursday evening. I got another one on Friday evening. Uh, we'll probably have at least one or two over the weekend as well. So it's it's going to be fun. If you're not a big gamer, I promise I will make it fun and entertaining. Uh, and any donation will help. Again, it's all tax deductible. HerLittleSons.com slash Extra Life. Uh, so make sure to keep an eye out for that. Uh, man, I'm excited. It's going to be great. And that's going to do it, folks. And thank you for coming on the podcast. And if you want to listen to this all the time, get that subscription going. You can check us out at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Podbean. And of course, you can find us at HerLittleSons.com. Join us in Discord or live chat, HerLittleSons.com slash Discord. Email the show podcast at HerLittleSons.com. Follow me at NDTex. Until next time, y'all, we got some basketball going on. So go Irish, beat Spartans. Have a good one. <laughs>